What is up, team? Welcome back to the Red Storm Rap Reaction Podcast. I'm Pat Kane, and St. John's just lost its fifth straight game, all in conference play, to Providence at their home court in a game that, you know, at least we can say was a game up until the last second. We were in it until the last second. Unfortunately, that's not good enough, and you all know that, all right? Big East basketball team is out there to get wins. Coaches are paid to get wins. Moral victories in January at the end of a five-game losing streak, maybe not the end of a five-game losing streak, during the middle of a five-game losing streak, is not the time for Uh Yeah, the guys came out ready to play. Yeah, they played against a really good team on their home court. Yeah, there was some stuff that worked against them. Uh, that flop call by Wusu I thought was such BS. Such BS. Not that he's trying to sell it, but you can't tell me that he didn't get pushed over. I mean, we have seen that called a charge or a block. Uh, countless times to call that a flop and there were similar plays late in the game that were called charges or blocks was just insane you're trying to prove a point and then call it to the t to uh, call it you know as the rule book states to enforce this new uh, thing they got and it really hurt st john's early i mean you could say it's one point but still that's one point in a one possession ball game and then we that flagrant call on uh, store and the technical on soriano i couldn't hear what the announcer was saying i was listening to it on mute you know, I'm not saying we got the raw end of the deal on that. I'm just saying five uh, free throws with no one on the line for Providence in a three-point game, you know, that's that stuff that's already working against you. Um, to start the game, I thought Posh played really well, was aggressive, hit two threes early, was also aggressive going to the rim early, had 10 quick points. And St. John's overall played another good first 15 minutes of the first half. Came out prepared with a good enough game plan and executed with a team <clears throat> in the first half. And with four minutes and 42 seconds left after a, a David Jones jump shot, we were up nine points. Nine points with four minutes and 42 seconds left. By the two-minute mark in the first half, it was a one-point game. So instead of going into half with a comfortable lead, we go into half with that one-point lead. And that's really when the game was lost. Uh, Coach Anderson, to his credit, took a timeout prior to the Providence coming all the way back. He took it with about two minutes and 30 seconds left when they cut it to five points. Still, he didn't wait till they were all the way back. Took the timeout with five second or five point lead, two and a half minutes left. Out of that timeout, what shot do we get? An off the dribble, hand in his face, contested three by Posh Alexander. Yeah, he was hot, but those shots he made were off the catch, in rhythm, open threes. No one on this team should be taking contested pull-up three-point shots, especially out of a timeout, especially when we're trying to, you know, stop momentum from the other team. The next possession, after Providence scores to cut it to three, the next possession, we take another contested off-the-dribble three-point shot by David Jones that does not go in. So that's just one small example of where coaching comes into play. Out of a timeout, can we draw up something and give ourselves a good luck? You, you called the timeout at the right time. That's step number one. Number two is executing out of it to just make a small point on coaches executing. And, yeah, Coach Anderson didn't coach a terrible game tonight. All right, And, and we're, we're going to focus on St. John's. But when uh, we got up by seven or eight points in the first half, Providence switched to a three-quarter court extended press and a one-two-two half-court press. And it nullified our, um, our offensive ability to end the first half, quickly close the gap. And then when St. John's called that timeout I referenced, they come out of the timeout in man. So I'm sure Coach Anderson, if he was drawing something up, which is not a shoe in if he was drawing some, something up, it was against the one 2 zone, coolly doing what good coaches should do. He adjusts out of the timeout, gives them a different look so he can't draw up to what they saw, comes out of the timeout, 
now they're in man. Whatever we drew up against the zone isn't going to work. And you could tell if we had something drawn up or, or not, who knows again, we end up with a contested three-point look. That's the kind of adjustment a coach can make in the middle of the game to win a possession. And if you win a possession by a coach, you're doing a hell of a job there. All right. College basketball game is full of small possession matches, possession wars. And St. John's, we know we don't take care of the ball well enough. Um, we also can't afford to lose those possession battles from the coaching standpoint. You're just already digging yourself out of the hole. Um, uh, second half comes out, right? We're up one going into halftime. Just like the previous two games, third game in a row, we have to use a timeout before we get to the under-16 media timeout. You know, that can only happen so many times before you point to what's happening in the locker room. Why aren't we coming out of the halftime prepared to – at the least play even, uh, hopefully be the one that forces the other team to call a timeout. I'm not saying everything is just magically, you know, appears in the in the uh, opposing team's player's head and everything the coach says is just perfect and written up and, and easy to execute. And, um, you know, those guys are trying their best to win too. You know, that's, a, that's how coaching works. I mean, they're out there trying to win, doing exactly the same thing, but it's too often the case where our adjustments are lackluster or non-existent and their adjustments are working. And we can tell you they're working because, again, we went from being up nine points in this game to being down eight. All right, a 17-point turnaround. Again, you heard the stats of the last time around from the previous games. These turnarounds are unbelievable, and they point to adjustments. All right, and you could say, Coach, you know, had the guys ready, tough environment. They covered the spread, yada, yada, yada. We need to win basketball games. You've already lost some opportunities to get good ones. Another one went by the wayside again today. That would have been a hell of a, a win, uh, being a Providence team on their home court, a place where they just beat UConn as good as any team in the country this this same week. All right, so it's not an easy place to win. All right, I understand that. I understand what our team had the back against the wall, and I understand Coach Anderson isn't using, isn't working with a full deck, but this is the deck he put together. Um, I will give him credit for, for benching uh, Jones in the second half after a, a terrible shot attempt he took. I will give him credit for uh, pulling Pinzone in the first half. Forgot to mention that when we were up seven points, get a stop. Pinzone takes an uncontested, and doesn't matter that it's uncontested. There's a reason it's uncontested. First pass in the possession, 30 foot three from the top of the key. Bricks it. Providence gets it, goes the other way. Those are the things that you just can't do when you're trying to, you know, in that situation, extend a lead and get ourselves back in the winning column. You got to make sure you get a good look there. Steph Curry can take that shot. That's about it. That's about the end of the list. 30 foot, first pass the possession, three point shot from a guy who, you know, can he shoot at Pinzone yet? But he's not a knockdown guy. He's not a guy who, you know, we're just begging to shoot every time he gets it. He, he wants to shoot it every time he gets it. And he's been aggressive. I give him credit for that. Um, but that was a, a bad shot. And it opened up the door for them to start inching back into the game. Um, we were, you know, second half, we kept fighting. We kept, it looked like, you know, we couldn't get over that hump. Kept getting it back to a one-point lead. Went from one to five. Providence is away. And then we kept inching back in um we never took the lead never regained the lead the one chance we had to regain the lead off a short jumper by soriano who again had a, had a really good game really good numbers um stanley gets called for an offensive goaltend i mean an obvious call grabs the net uh, nullifies the basket we go from being up one to being down one um and you know we never got as close again unfortunately um end of the game situation you know, I don't want to make this a, a crap on coach stuff. You know, he, 
a big East coach lost to another big East coach by three points on the road tonight. Not everything he did was bad. All right. He had a good game plan. I'm sure he made some good decisions, but we lost the adjustment battle. And I need to know when you're down three with five seconds left and you have the ball to go full court. All right. That's not enough time to go for two and extend it out. Right. I mean, you got to go the full length of the court to score. You're down three. He had Curbelo, Posh, Wusu, Pinzone, and Soriano in. Those are the five on the court. You need a three-point basket. Who are you drawing that play up for? You've got two guards who can't shoot from three. Why not have four guys? Maybe keep Soriano on for an offensive rebound. Why not have three three-point shooters in that game? Jones and Storr are on the bench in that situation. Yeah, we got uh, lucked out because Providence fouled right away. But what if they didn't foul? What was a, who, who do we hoping gets that shot? And that's the kind of stuff that just baffles me. Like, you know, having the right guys on the court in the right situation is stuff you shouldn't be begging coaches to do. And, yeah, coaches with these guys in practice all week, and he's with them year-round. So I'm not denying he's got better insight than me. But who's the guy you want to take that three? You're going to have Posh spotting up, Wusu spotting up, Pinzone. I think Pinzone was the fifth guy out there. I know Storr and Jones weren't on the court. It, it just questionable stuff, questionable stuff. And then we do go to line. Curbelo makes the first and the second one, throws it right off the backboard. Violation doesn't nick the rim. It's got to, it's got to at least hit the rim for it to be a live rebounding play violation on the shooter. The rest is history. Then he subs in. Then when they're shooting free throws down at the other end with a chance to ice it, he subs in store who gets the rebound down three with two seconds left and that's to put up a 90-foot shot. Not good. But I will say Storr looked better on defense today. He's he's definitely working much harder, making it tougher for guys to score in the half court. Uh, there were a few occasions where he got kind of beat and fouled, but better that than giving up easy layups, which had been the case early on. I thought that was a bogus flagrant foul that he got called for early, early in the first half. Um, defensively as a whole, as a team, we're getting killed in transition defense. Killed in transition defense over and over again, off makes, off misses. Doesn't seem to matter. We're not getting back as five guys. Providence looked to push early on. That's how they were getting baskets in the first half to start the second half as well. And it's just been a reoccurring issue. Um, transition defense, getting back on defense, getting consistent stops, not relying on BS turnovers to be the you know the engine of your offense. Um, Stanley, aside from that, had a really good game. In fact, combined, Joel and Stanley tonight had 50, I'm sorry, had 29 points on 15 shots. 29 points on 15 shots. They were 14 of 15 combined. And the rest of the team had 51 points on 50 shots. Think about the inefficiency compared to the efficiency of 29 points on 15 compared to 50 points. I'm sorry, 51 points on 50 shots. That's just night and day. And, you know, those big guys, unfortunately, didn't have enough to carry us. And that's not their fault because they both played a really good game aside from that. Uh, you know, a dumb offensive goaltending by Stanley. He had a really good game, had a couple nice, really good decisions in the second half, driving, collecting himself, finishing off two feet with a two-handed duck once, and then driving right, a nice strong finish through contact, making a man one, uh, even hit a free throw. I think he was one for three on the night. I'm not sure, but I know he made one free throw. But another frustrating loss in a game, again, where I wasn't even, you know, too upset about what was going to happen one way or the other. I wasn't, I wasn't on the edge of my, my seat, pissed off. I wasn't begging for shots to go in. I just kind of watched and let it happen. You know, this apathetic feeling I'm getting for this season right now is is really unfortunate. And I will do nothing but watch each game and enjoy the, the things I can take out of it. 
but I would really, really like St. John's games to mean something. And right now, they don't feel like they do. They don't feel like they do, and that's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate. Let's go ahead and bring up the box score. Okay, what can we highlight here? Positives. Our bench scored 36 points. That's a positive. Um, Posh had 14 points, 6 for 12 from the field, 2 for 5 from 3. Better shooting overall, but you take away that hot start to the game and you didn't do much for the last 30 minutes or so. Um, Wusu, another start, 6 points. That 4 turnovers is too many. We got the ball in the post late in the game, and I don't know what the what the shot attempt was. It was like the shot never left his hands. They they turned it over. It was a force from, this, from the get-go. Um, I don't mind looking to get him a post against a guard who's smaller, but when he's got it in there for more than three or four seconds, you know it's not going to end well. We got we to gotta have the play set, developed, and know what the purpose is before just aimlessly throwing him the ball, letting a double come, and then you know we saw what happened eventually. So that four turnovers is the most he's had this year. He's been doing a much better job of that. He did have five steals, four rebounds, two assists, six points. So not a terrible overall game tonight, but, you know, not great production from a starting guard. Uh, Story got the start, did have five points, two rebounds, a nice driving kick assist, a really nice drive baseline, a kick to the opposite corner with Sue hit a three. But still, you know, I'd love to see that box score a little bit more full. Four personal fouls tells you he wasn't worried about mixing it up. That's good to see. Um, one for two from three, say it again. Can we get him some more open looks? Can we get him more active setting screens and off the basketball, trying to be creative, trying to draw attention? Uh, we know that when Posh, uh, Curbelo had the ball at the top of the key, there's not that much attention that has to be made to those guys. That's to be paid to those guys. Um, Jones, man, that was probably his worst game in St. John's uniform. Three points, one for five from the field, three rebounds. Didn't play much in the second half. Some questionable shot selection again. You know, the first 10 minutes, I thought he did a good job trying to force himself, you know, tell himself the best thing to do is go to the rim. But shots weren't falling, and he didn't pick it up in any other areas. Uh, real disappointing. You lose by three points in your best score. Not your leading score, but probably your best score only has three points. Uh, Soriano, 16 points, 10 rebounds, another double-double, eight for nine from the field. Is that one miss, the 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 offensive goaltender? I'm not sure if that even counts as a shot attempt at that point. I think it probably does. So, really, all the shots he took went in. Um, no free throws. That's tough as a team. Again, we didn't get to the line nearly enough and we didn't shoot it particularly well. We did get there, um, off the bench. I thought King played all right early on. He got minutes early in the game. Um, didn't make any shots. In fact, he hit a three after a shot clock violation in the second half. Of course, we're talking about St. John's. He did get two quick rebounds, which just shows you to my point. I've mentioned it earlier, guys, not getting involved in rebounding. Rebounding is instinct, want to, effort. And you gotta be committed to fighting for him. And you know, maybe they were luck. Maybe they just fell in his hands. But to get two rebounds in less than a minute shows you that you know those other guards are begging to get involved on the boards. It's not impossible. It's not impossible to play an impact there. I thought King did that right away and uh, looked to be aggressive. Looked to be aggressive on defensive on the defensive end. Didn't really have much production offensively, but still good to see him get in the game early. I don't think it's a terrible option to give him a few minutes here and there. Um, you know, with Posh and Cabello struggles, see what you got. Pinzone had 10 points, three for six from the field. A couple nice drives in the second half as well. Um, instead of settling for you know pull-up jumpers, four for four from the free throw line. Uh, pretty good overall game from him. No Mathis tonight. I didn't, you know, like I said, I was listening on mute, so I'm not sure what the case was there. I know he kind of had an ankle twist up the last game, so you know, hopefully he's all right. 
team stats, those three boxes I got highlighted in red, guys. Again, thank you for watching on YouTube. Thanks to those who listened to the live chat. That was a good first experience. Hopefully we get those numbers up. Um, but free throw percentage, I'm sorry, three-point percentage. We shot 27% from three to their 41% from three. Uh, that is a big discrepancy. Uh, seven for 17 for Providence. That's going to get you beat. in the free throw line. 34 free throws to our 20. Yes, we put them at the line late, but still, you know, you get outscored from, from the free throw line by 10 points, and you already put yourself in a big enough hole. We've talked about the holes we're already in. We can't afford to be 10 points worse from the free throw line, and it goes down to that last red box down there. Fouls. We seven more fouls in Providence. You know, that's going to put a team at the free throw line early and often, and we can't afford to do that. You know, we just cannot afford to do that. Uh, we go back home. We play Butler on Tuesday. I won't be able to watch that one live. Unfortunately, I got my own game to go to, but I will, you know, check in and, and watch the game later that night, put a recap out. Hopefully, hopefully I can come on here and be a little more cheery, have something to talk about positive, but right now it's hard to find, and that's unfortunate. But, guys, I do appreciate you listening. I appreciate all the guys who are subscribing on YouTube. Keep following on, on the podcast, uh, Apple or Spotify. Um, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Uh, give that a shot if you haven't. Uh, keep you know, commenting and following on Twitter. I appreciate it all. I just want to talk St. John's basketball with as many people as possible. So I appreciate you guys for letting that, letting that happen and then chiming in when you can. Uh, all opinions are welcome here. Um, for Bootsy Thornton, this has been Pat Kane, Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast. Peace.